All right, welcome everyone. This is David Burnett with Ricky Whitaker, Talking Ball Y'all, Picayune Postgame Podcast, following Picayune's 69-42 to victory over Van Cleve. Ricky, we're going to start it off here in the beginning of the game. Not a lot of defense from either side, um, but run down through what happened to start the game. Yeah, I mean, Van Cleve comes out and they, they kick an onside kick to start the game off and actually recovered it. So they put together a good three-minute drive. They go up 7-0. Um, Picu comes back. Dawdell had some, you know, it wasn't easy for him, but he did have some tough, hard runs and ends up setting up uh, Darnell Smith for a short touchdown. So it, it's 7-7 pretty quick. Van Cleef comes back, and, and they actually convert on a fourth and three to make it 14-7. Picu answers again, first play of the game, 50-yard uh, touchdown pass to Noah Carter. Um, to make it 14-14, and then we start the second quarter, and that's when things start to really turn Picayune's way a little bit. There's a snap over the head of the punter of Van Cleve. Picayune recovers it in their own red zone. Darnell Smith goes again. It's 21-14. Van Cleve goes for it again on their next drive on fourth down, and thanks to a pass interference from Picayune, it, it sets them up for first down. Bilbo goes in, make it 21-21. And really after that, Dave, it was all Picayune, and what was crazy is um, Picayune ran four offensive plays and scored four touchdowns in the late in the second quarter. Three were long touchdown runs from Dante Dawdell. Another one was by Darnell Smith, and, and there you go. It's 49-21 at the half. Yeah, I think Picayune had five overall throughout the game, five one-play drives. That's, uh, that's pretty amazing to think of, run five plays. So that put the defense in a bind pretty much all night. They were out there. I mean, I, I don't have a play count, but they were out there. I mean, the time of possession is, had to be tremendous for uh, Van Cleve, even though they only had 42 points compared to picking 69. But and it, and the defense being out there showed later in the game. We'll get to that. But um, after the first half, Ricky, they came, Van Cleve came out, and I thought Picking came out a little flat. Um, they came out. Van Cleve got the ball, went and scored, and then got an onside kick. They onside kick it every time. I don't know if they do that normally. I didn't see any film on, on Van Cleve, so I don't know if that's a normal process they, they do or if it was just more of, hey, we got to try to get the ball back as many times as we can from Picayune, and it worked twice tonight. So they score and then get the onside kick and score again. So they get two touchdowns in the third quarter right before Picayune ever before Picayune ever gets their first uh play in the second in the second half it was like almost uh seven minutes off the off the clock but after that it was definitely all Picayune from there um I mean I don't know if you got what you got for the second half stats yeah I mean just like you said it was really close to eight minutes before Picayune's offense ever touched the ball in the second half um, and again, we thought that Van Cleef was going to come out and maybe they had given their best shot in the first half. That, that wasn't the case. I mean, it, it turned into 49-35 pretty quick, actually, in the second, the second half. And like you said, they recovered the onside kick. Um, Dawdell took another long score. It's 56-35. Um, after that, I mean, there was just a, a few back and forth. You know, it got into garbage time. Um, Picking began to play a lot of their their younger guys on defense, on offense, and really, um, you know, I'm going to go back to you to, to talk about Bilbo a little bit, but man, I think the best run of the night was um, 
was from Nikki Ratcliffe. That run that run he put up, and that was really the last score that they had. Well, the second to last score they had, sorry, to put it up 62-42 was a beautiful run. It just shows you a little bit a little bit about the future that they're gonna have. You know, ended up being 69-42. And really just when you think about what Van Cleve did when they came in, I mean, they were tough and we knew that. They came in, Dave, they were running throwback stuff. Uh, Coach Fant talked about that they liked to run the power, and they did. I mean, they were power all the way. They ran the wishbone. They ran the the offset eye. They ran the T formation, which I've never even seen before in a high school football game. But it's basically three running backs that line up beside each other instead of behind one another. They came out in the second half. They started out with the Wildcat, and he ran the Wildcat a lot with Bilbo, direct snap. That got them back into the game again. And as you mentioned, um, Picayune was just gas. Their defense was on the field a lot. The cramp bug set in, and we haven't seen that from Picayune this year. Their guys were cramping a lot uh, all night, really. And they ran some spread. They ran some four wides. They ran some some three wide sets. They were doing some motion. They, they ran a little bit of everything, uh, but they did not quit. They come out and played hard the whole entire game. Yeah, Van Cleef played extremely hard throughout the whole game. And you, I, I think you got to give it to uh, Coach Fan for uh, he come in with a game plan and he stuck with it. He came in. He knew he knew he had he knew he was the underdog. He come in, got his kids believing in that they could win the game because I I felt at one point that those kids felt like they could win the game. And he the onside kick, take it away. I know I know there's one coach in high school football that would would he would he never punts and he does only onside kicks. It almost felt that way, but. But Van Cleve did try to uh, did try to punt a little bit, and and one punt was a bad snap. But they they played hard. I gotta say it. They they just didn't have the horses to keep up with Picayune, especially on defense. And we talked about it in the uh, our pregame uh, preview episode that Van Cleve had the highest scoring uh, defense, like uh, scoring points allowed defense in the district. And you kind of seen why tonight they. Uh, they just don't have the bodies there to 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 stop someone like Picayune who has enough enough horses to keep up, and it's just it, it just no way that Van Cleve had a shot. But the bright side for Van Cleve is the Bilbo Dayon Bilbo, um, Ricky. I I mean, well, I don't know what to say about him. The kid kid can run. You knew where it was going. Everybody in the stadium knew where it was going. The coaches on the sideline yelling, "We got everybody on that side." And the kid still gets through, Ricky. I, I don't know. Yeah, his, his vision was was really, really good. He, he's a shifty guy, not a super blazing speed guy by any means. But, you know, Dave, he runs behind his pads. He's got great vision. And, and it looked like there were some situations where, you know, Picayune was losing contained, but it, he was just, you know, they would think he was going to be in one hole and he would break out and go a different direction. And he was just that good. The one thing that we didn't see – that we haven't seen from Picayune all year that we saw tonight. We talked about the cramps. That was a, that was something that we hadn't seen. But the big thing, 10 penalties, Dave, um, had some pass interferences. And, and a couple of those were questionable. I mean, I thought the cornerbacks for Picayune did a great job with uh, Big Oscar Hampton, number 28. And they threw the ball 12 times uh, was what I had the quarterback throwing it. Uh, and, and six or seven of those were Oscar Hampton's way. He come down with a few of them, but Picayune defended him well and you know drew some PIs. But they got us with some uh, hard counts as well and, and got us off sides, and it kept some drives going. There were several situations where Picayune should have got off the field on third down, 
and fourth down and couldn't because of penalties, and that ended up keeping drives together, and it also ended up, you know, hurting their defense. Those guys should have been rested and rehydrating. They had to stay on the field a lot longer than they should have. Yeah, um, the the penalties was was a big eye opener, especially in a game like this. Um, you definitely going next week. We got Van, uh, East Central, but um, Bilbo Bilbo had forty seven carries. Um, uh, to me, that's a lot. I mean, but the kid. <laughs> Um, you'll get to hear later in this episode. I called him for an interview. He dodged me all week, Ricky. I mean, he he was dodging me like he was dodging Tide defenders all week on Twitter. Uh, we were messaging back and forth, and uh, I heard he was a, a little shy, very humble kid. Um, but he had 47 carries for 258 yards and five touchdowns. He was leading the state in rushing coming in, so probably going to be right there at the top of coming out of this. He didn't do anything to hurt those stats. But uh, it just uh, unfortunate for them that he has to run the ball that much. I mean, to uh, keep him in the game for the most part. But he he was a bright spot in the game to, just as a spectator, um, seeing him run. And he had a couple big guys helping him out up front. We wanted to give him a shout out because it, um, like we said, you knew where they were running, and they were running behind numbers uh, seventy eight and seventy nine, I believe. Yeah, Rick. big number seventy eight, number seventy nine. One of those kids, Dave, is a sophomore. Um, I believe it was number seventy eight. So yeah, they they were really getting some good push up front. And you know, yeah, hats off to Coach Fan and that team. They came in here, they were overmatched, um, and it was really kind of went as we thought it would go. Um, they let them hang around a little bit, ended up putting them away a little bit later on. But, um, you know, Picking's definitely got some things to work on, the, the mental things. Um, Coach Stogner mentioned that they, they need to take better care of their bodies. They'll have to do that because they've got a very, very tough East Central opponent coming. It's not going to get any easier uh, from here on out. Yeah, and we'll, we'll go over to bright points. Um, Isaiah Evans, Ricky, um, been playing tackle. Moved him over on defensive tackle, and we we mentioned it. We had we we actually forgot. Uh, Todd actually ran a little fifty uh, defense. I haven't seen that all year, so they ran with a uh, fifty. Which you explained that a little bit. Yeah, they, they did. So Picking's base defense is a four man front, and uh, just the way that Van Cleve was running that that power offense, um, Picking needed to, to switch back to a fifty. So they brought that extra lineman in, and, and uh, Isaiah was one of those guys. He, he plays tackle, does a really good job. He went both ways tonight a lot more than he typically does so they made the adjustments that they needed to and just looking at their offense we talked about the different formations that van cleave ran but they were lining up there were no splits i mean they they looked like they were going to be kicking point after attempts uh every time they like they got on offense i mean they were almost interlocking with their centers and their guards so picking was really having trouble getting inside and penetrating and then when they came out in the wildcat they were spreading them out with some receivers uh, so they, they couldn't stack the box up. So they, they did a good job of really trying to keep the, the Peaky's defense off balance. Yeah, and then also Dowdell had a big night. I mean, he only rushed the ball 13 times, but he got 263 yards and four touchdowns. And Ricky, at one point, he had one carry for 67 yards and then came right back his next for a touchdown. Then his next carry had an 80-yard touchdown. So that um, Dowdell had a great night on the ground, um, definitely helping his cause is one of the top running backs in the state this year. Um, Dawson Underwood had one big completion to Noah Carter, and there wasn't a soul around him. They ran um, – Van Cleve kept eight or nine in the box, I mean, all night. And uh, Ricky t- said uh, earlier about the uh, Noah Carter touchdown. So Dawson Underwood 
had one completion for 55 yards. I want to say he had only two thro- two throws. So he, I think- yeah, he had two throws. He, he actually missed Noah Carter again. Um, and really, you know, Brady Robertson came in and he started. He played the entire second half. He had a really nice completion as well, and he dropped back uh, on another one and, and got sacked. Uh, you know, was under pressure on a third and long. So, yeah, I mean, didn't really throw the football a lot. I think that Picune could have threw the football a little more had they wanted to because, as you mentioned, they were selling out for the run. They were six men on the line of scrimmage all night. They're going to see that next week against East Central as well. So, you know, the one he threw to Noah Carter, he was wide open. Uh, I think that they, they'll have some opportunities to do that more if they want to do that. Yeah, and then Darnell Smith with another um, big night on the ground. This is like third game in a row where um, we've talked or thought about, you know, how, how well he's done. He had six carries for 60 yards and two touchdowns, and we actually get Darnell in the interview later in the uh, episode. Chris Davis, he had one carry early on for two yards and for a touchdown. Then he had two negative plays later. This is late in the game. But then he was able to bust a couple good runs there, and he finishes out with five carries for 41 yards. And that last one was a really good run, uh, 20 yards, and uh, made a lot of guys miss late in the game. And then you had Noah Carter had the one catch for 55 yards, and Brady Robinson did have the one completion for eight yards to Marks. Uh, I think that's the first completion Marks had all year. And uh, Ratcliffe had the run of the night, in my opinion. Um, it was a 40-yard touchdown run, and so he finished the night three carries for 49 yards. Even Hickman had a carry, uh, Ricky. I don't know if you caught that late in the game. He had one carry for six yards. Um, so, like, I mean, we keep talking about the future, you know, because these guys are so young. But they're really playing right now. Like it's not it, it, the future is now for these guys. I mean, they're they're getting a lot of a lot of experience. Uh, so it's, it's great to see a lot of different kids getting to play. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I said, we got had a young a lot of young guys in tonight. Um, so that was that's always a really good thing if you can do that in district play. And Dave, uh, talk a little bit about just the the scores around the district tonight. Okay, so. Uh, George County had a little trouble with West Harrison in the first half. It was 20 to 21. West Harrison was winning at halftime. That was a shocker. I was at halftime, we're sitting there and I'm, I'm seeing that score, and that's just a shocker. But George County got it rolling in the second half and won 49 to 21. Gaucher was all over Long Beach all night. It was 62 to 7. East Central, which that game was close early against PRC. We was uh, getting some updates from Shesby, Jeff, and uh, Darby. Or, yeah, I think Darby in there. And the East Central ended up pulling away late. Um, at one point, I believe it was 15-7 to East Central was leading. They ended up winning 36-7. to And then uh, give you the Popperville score, they won 42-7 to over Purvis tonight. So uh, Clay and um, Jason Baker with the call there. Um, we Hadn't gotten any – all I got was the update on the score, so I don't really know how the game went, but it looked like it went pretty good for Popperville. So right now you have East Central, George County, and um, Picayune all set in 2-0. And, oh. and um, PRC 0-2, Van Cleve 1-1, and, and West Harrison 0-2. So next week, Ricky, we got a big ma- – well, let me go over these interviews because I always forget. We got, we got the Dayon Bilbo interview. I caught up with him and also caught up with Darnell Smith. Ricky Ricky called up with Isaiah Evans, um, Coach Seth Hayden, and he stepped in for Coach Steiner. He was looking around for me. I'm liking that he's looking around for us, Ricky, because they, 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 they're expecting us to get that interview. So uh, Ricky st- had to step in because I took a little bit longer with Dayon um, Bilbo than expected, but I had to wait till, uh 
Coach Fant was through. Um, so next week we go to East Central. It's going to be a matchup. It could decide who one of the uh, top two or three spots here for the uh, region title this year. 2-0 and East Central. We're going to try to get Coach Collins on the uh, – on the previous show if we can't we'll get something and we'll have one out but uh thoughts real quick on east central yeah i mean it's going to be something uh that's going to as you said probably going to decide uh, a lot of seating how seedings are going to fall within the region this year i mean it, we could be looking at who's going to be the top seed with this game it's a big game i mean i'm not going to try to make it like it's not a big deal it's just any other game it's it's a very important game um, we're going to watch a little film on East Central, talk about some things that we think Picayune will see up front on their defense and from uh, East Central's offense. So, yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to that that pregame show for sure. Yep, and so Ricky and I will be in East Central. We'll get that game post-game podcast right out after the game. Um, hope everyone enjoys it, and uh, thanks for listening. We we loved, uh, loved the interview with Coach Fan. If you hadn't caught that, even though the game's been plagued, Go back. I think me and Ricky only talked like seven minutes. You can you can fast forward through our seven minutes and then catch Coach Fant. Um, really, really good interview. Also, look up and uh, check out the Popperville postgame podcast for with Clay Sweet and Jason Baker, and also with the PRC postgame podcast with uh, Jeff Law said and usually Shesby or Jeff Law said and uh, Darby McCraney. So um, check those out. Really good stuff. I mean, I. I for what we're what we're uh, putting out here for the county, I'm I'm pretty positive no no one else is putting out this kind of information for people to listen to. So um, hats off to Clay and Jeff for letting us uh, tag along and do this, uh, Ricky. Um, I love it. I, I'm having more fun, way more fun than I thought. So next week we'll be at East Central, and until uh, then, um, thanks everyone for listening. With fall and cooler weather just around the corner, there's no better time to head out to Brothers in Arms. It's Hattiesburg's premier outdoor gun range. It is located at 4657 Highway 49 South. Whether you're a new shooter or an experienced one, all are invited to shoot on the safe and family-oriented range. Go check them out and inquire about their annual memberships, hourly rates, as well as their training classes they offer. Once again, that's Brothers in Arms Outdoor Range at 4657 Highway 49 South in Hattiesburg. And remember, always keep your sights pointed downrange. I'm here with Coach Hayde. Uh, Coach 69-42 was the, the, the final for this contest tonight against Van Cleve. I mean, talk a little bit about this, this Dayon Bilbo kid. We knew he was going to come in and be a focal point of their offense. Um, just talk about what you saw from him tonight on the field. Oh, man. <laughs> Hats off to this kid. He's a tremendous ball player. I mean, he single-handedly scored 35 points for them. So you're talking about one guy getting the ball out in space. Um, he, he, he made us look silly several times. Very disappointed uh, in our tackling tonight, but give our kids credit, playing great, uh, playing hard, playing with great effort. Uh, we just got to go back to the drawing board and get better every week. But um, hats off to that kid, Bilbo, man. He's a great athlete. Coach, you guys came out with some 40, ended up going to some 50 up front. Uh, Isaiah Evans came in. I know he plays uh, tackle for you guys on offense as well. I thought he did a pretty good job tonight, and I, I thought you guys made the adjustments. Look, the defense was on the field a lot. There was no doubt about that. Uh, Picune's offense scored, I think, four times in four plays in the in in second quarter. So they were staying on the field a lot. Um, did see them a little bit tired tonight, a little bit cramping. I mean, that's going to be part of it. I mean, any, anything else that you think we should have done to maybe get a little more ready for tonight? Yeah, I think we could have planned more for, uh, and that's on me, more uh, uh, overload sets. We did see that once or twice. But other than that, we really haven't seen hardly any ta tackle over 
overload set. So the adjustments that we did come in did come a little later after the two scores, and then we adjusted in, and they broke that next one. Well, we had missed tackles. So uh, it all boils down to alignment and tackling. Okay, we got to line up correctly and we got to tackle correctly. I, yeah, we made an adjustment, but we still got to execute. On this this on was defense. a tough one, Coach. I mean, I, I saw some wishbone. We saw some power eye. We saw some T formation. We yeah. saw a spread. We saw a wildcat. I, it's hard to prepare for all those things. And I know in the wildcat, they were spreading you guys out with a two-receiver set, direct snapping it to, uh, to Bilbo. But I thought you guys adjusted, Coach. Uh, congratulations on a, on a, another district win. You guys are 2-0, and and you got a, a really tough uh, defense with the East Central next week. So congratulations, yes, sir, and uh, thank you. take care of yourself. Thanks I appreciate a lot. you. Thank you so much, sir. If you're looking for granite, quartz, quartzite, or marble, come see Angela Burmaster at Exotic Stones, located at 6985. Highway 11 North in Carrier, Mississippi, or at their brand new showroom located at 1171 Highway 90 in Bay St. Louis. Angela and her staff will help you select the perfect color scheme and will fabricate and install any residential or commercial project that you have. Angela's low prices and personal touch can't be beat. Also, mention the Talking Ball podcast and Angela will throw in a free sink with your installation. For the carrier location, call 601-798-4334. Or for the Bay St. Louis showroom, call 228-344-3003. All right, I'm here uh, with Darnell Smith after Tide's victory 69-42 to over Van Cleve. Darnell, you've had a couple, like three good games lately, and uh, I've been meaning to try to get you, and I always miss you, but... Uh, I want to uh, say you, you're doing really well this year. Um, how you like running that trap? That's my favorite play right now. Like, like you get through there, just open up, you see green. Yeah, it's like one man miss and you gone. And I, man, the uh, you look look really fresh in there. You 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 don't go on defense though, right? Nah, I just fold back. I got you. Well, uh, tonight you had uh, I had just six carries for 60 yards and two touchdowns. So how you feel overall? Y'all did tonight. I think we played a great game, almost perfect. We only had one punch tonight. On offense, yeah, yeah, you're talking about offense, okay. So uh, going forward, y'all play East Central next week. So what you thinking about East Central next week? I think it might be the toughest yet because they know how to play picking in football. All right, Darnell, thank you for giving me a few minutes. Uh, Todd took this one 69 to 42, got Darnell. Good fullback right here. Thank you, Darnell. Appreciate it. Dr. Kevin Galloway, OBGYN. Here at Highland Community Hospital, our motto is simple, one hand to hold, one hand to heal. Our qualified, caring staff, along with state-of-the-art technology, make Highland Community Hospital a wonderful place to welcome your new baby. So call 601-358-9422 to schedule your appointment today or visit highlandch.com forward slash here for you. All right, I'm over here after a Picayune game. Picayune takes us 69 to 42, but I'm over here on the Van Cleef sideline talking to senior running back Dayon Bilbo. Dayon had a 47 carries for 258 yards and five touchdowns. Dayon, can I ask you what you do for cardio? Because, I mean, man, you, you do a lot of running and you don't look tired. Uh, it's just a lot of running at practice. Coach be on us about push ourselves to the limit. So we just be pushing ourselves to the limit, going hard every uh, 
play. So do you, I mean, do you ever get tired? I mean, yeah, but you can't let the defense know that because then just. Right, right. Well, look, you. what other sports you play? I know on your Twitter you had, uh, I, I, yeah, baseball and basketball. You do all three? Yes, sir. So, man, you, you lead the state in rushing coming in. You got 258. It's going to be pretty hard. To, you're probably still going to be at right there at the top. Um, what schools have talked to you? Anybody talking to you or looking at you? Uh, no, sir. I mean, so nobody, nobody, not not even Gulf Coast, Pearl River, East Central. We're gonna have to help. We got to work on that now. We got to work on that. So coming up, who's who's some big influences in your life coming up? Uh, you know, coaches, family members. Um, probably my sister. She uh, influenced me ever since I was little. Just. I really don't know. <laughs> no, your sister. That's good. Yeah. And what about uh, what do you do? What, what kind of stuff you do outside of sports? Outside of sports, I just hang out with the friends and just chill just with my chill. family. Yeah. Dayon, I, I know. I, Coach Fan told me it was gonna be hard to get some words out of you, and I didn't get much. But look, I want to say I know it wasn't a win, and I know you ain't gonna go home, and you ain't gonna leave here happy. I could tell. But that was a good performance. You played a really good Picayune team. Um, I want to wish you luck the rest of the season. And anything that I can, we can do. Me and Ricky can do to help you get any notification, get noticed by anybody. Trust me, we're gonna try, man. Yes, so good luck. I hope to see you playing somewhere on uh, Thursday nights or Saturday. Yeah. Hey everybody, have you heard about the new restaurant in town, Brickside Coffee Cafe? Stop by and get a cup of your favorite coffee made by one of our great baristas and have some of our yummy breakfast, lunch or dinner. Pancakes, bacon and eggs, the hamburgers, spaghetti and meatballs, mac and cheese, breadfish tacos, and so much more. Don't forget the Brownie Alamo. Check us out on Facebook. Order online. Stop by the drive-thru. Or come on in and stay a while. That's Creekside Coffee Cafe. We'll make you happy. I got Isaiah Evans here with me tonight, number 64. Isaiah, you usually play tackle, do a really good job on that offensive line, and um, I know there's been a couple of injuries up front on the defensive line, and Picune came out in a 40, and uh, they, they called on your name to come in and play this, that, that 50 technique, so you were that extra defensive lineman tonight. thought you came in and, and did a pretty good job. Was that in the plan? Did you expect to come in and play some tonight on defense? Uh, yes, sir. During the week, it was part of the plan that um, we was going to – we was going to switch out of a wolf formation and come, go into kind of like a tight and bring me in at that extra tackle so, you know, we have more big boys up front. So we was definitely prepared for that. We was definitely prepared for that. Great job tonight. I mean, I know you were, you know, again, you do a really good job up front on the offensive line. I thought you had some tackles uh, tonight as well, made some good plays. So uh, what did you see tonight? I mean, how can you guys get better for next week? Um, I feel like as a team, we're pretty good. We're pretty good in unison. We got a pretty good mindset. Um. I feel like just staying in shape, you know, getting in better shape, you know, just just the little things we can control, not jumping off sides, you know, holding on to the football a little bit better, you know, just things like that. Yeah. Well, Isaiah, I know you're looking forward to getting uh, back into the locker room, rehydrating, getting a shower, and getting ready for East Central next week. Good luck to you guys next week. I appreciate that. Hey, folks, if you need that special sweet treat for birthdays, anniversaries, or just because, stop by and see our friends at Katie Cake and Company. They are located at 109 West Canal Street in Picayune. Let Katie Cake and Company satisfy your sweet tooth. Shh, 
your scale will never have to know. I'm here with Coach Stogner. Coach Stogner, 69-42, uh, Van Cleef came in here and you know, I think they were a little bit overmatched tonight, but man, those guys played hard. Uh, tell me about Dayon Bilbo, just what you guys saw from him tonight. My goodness, that, we, we knew he was special, and he was, and they came out with a great game plan. They got, came out on offense with something, you know, we haven't worked on all week, so, you know, they just kind of, they kind of did what we do. They were just pounding on us, pounding on us, pounding on us, and he, like, if he gets a few creases, he can go, but offensively, you know, we got hat on a hat, and we were able to get Dante and all the other guys in space and let them do their thing, so, you know, it, we still haven't played a perfect game yet. We still... You know, 42 points is going to – we can't just allow 40 – we're not going to be able to rely on scoring four touchdowns on four plays. So, we got to get a little better. we got to get a little tougher. And it's all going to start with our mentality of how we're going to prepare our bodies and our minds starting starting after tonight, really. So, Well, Coach, you guys did a really good job of making the adjustments. I know you went from, a, you know, a four-man look to a five-man look and, and, and did some things that you needed to do, got to play some young guys here at the end. Um, as you're preparing now for East Central, uh, what are you guys going to do to get ready for them this week? We're gonna, I mean, we got to get better at us still. So we've still got to be able to hold on to the football, stay on size. Lim- I mean, our penalties, uh, we got to l- l- eliminate the penalties. Uh, the, so, you know, East Central is going to be kind of a mirror image of us. They're great on defense. So we're going to get really prepared. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a, a heavyweight match. So we just got to be able to outlast them. And we've cramped more tonight than we have in five games combined. So we just got to get prepared mentally and physically, and it's going to be a war. Well, Coach, congratulations again on, on the win. I mean, this Van Cleef team was a tough team. They didn't have any quit in them. They came in and played hard, and you guys got the win. Uh, you're 2-0 in district, so uh, good luck to you preparing for next week for East Central. Thank you so much.